We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by MasterCard. Bets, picks, preview, one and done, we got it all for you, so smash the like button to the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network, and in the comment section, give me your winner, favorite odds, favorite player to win at Bay Hill this week. Remember to play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. Link is available in the description right now. 4,000 spots this week. I already got approved for 5,000 spots of rake-free money for the Players' Championship. So let's fill this up. I want to max out as many as they'll give me for the Masters. So let's keep kicking this ball down the road. Fill it up as quickly as possible. $5,000 to the winner. And once again, it's rake-free money, so it's the best tournament on DraftKings. Supply in it, all right? Additionally, the newsletter is now available too, free down in the description as well, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off. The simulator, the stats research, the ownership projections, the lineup generator, it is all down there for you. Jeff Feinberg, did you know that Tim Anderkest bet one of our friends 25 to 1 that the field would not beat Daniel Berger on Sunday? (laughs) There were a lot of really silly Sunday morning burger bets and you feel bad I guess for the people that had those pre-tournament commitments but no surprise when it's all said and done to know that Tim was calling it over did you I I I lucked out we got our Gary top five and it would have been a full five. This keeps happening because I had the Molinari six. I think it was the Putnam six, the Pebble Beach. And I was like, oh my God. It, I went into Sunday and I even talked about it on the research show. Like the only thing that I would make money on is if Gary Woodland came inside the top five. Now he did tie for fifth. That was great. But he missed a four foot putt on the very last hole to 
secure a tie for fifth because Norin ended up making like a nine footer on 18. So if Woodland just makes his, you know, and I know he made like a 30 footer on 17 to get there in the first place. It just sucks when you're in the bunker, get it up and down. He had like an eight foot putt. That would be the end of it. Then he misses the easy one on the way back for bogey. And that was just the end of him. It just seems like one of those years. I still feel like I'm close, although maybe we make a note, almost like the players just make like five outrights at the Honda and call it a day. I did not invest anything live. And I'm very proud of myself for that. Yeah, I don't know. I sort of felt like I was lucky to have Chris Kirk up there. So it sort of took me through most of the days and guys trying to make a move. But I don't know. The books, kind and they weren't wrong. They kind of made like a dead mark of like a demarcation point that, no, there's only five guys that can win this. And there's really nothing else we're going to give you odds on, um, especially once you got to, to Sunday at some point there, Pat. But I don't know. Shout out to the Sep wagon, uh, Georgia Bulldog, getting it done. That Honda Classic, as we said, outside of that last year, Matt Jones, where I guess it was possible he could have blown it also. But uh, it always just comes down to these. I don't know whether it's great event or close finishes or the leaderboard just sets up perfectly. But, you know, played out exactly as we say. It's the type of course you wake up, you say, if I could shoot two under every day, I'm going to be in the absolute position to win. And all the guys who ended up stalking Berger, you could debate, you know, whether they should have won or not. But they were all six under, essentially, at the beginning of Sunday. Ready, uh, ready to stock. And Berger, you posted the question. I don't know what exactly to Justin Ray as he was going through the probabilities of five stroke leads. And I know you were trying to get to the point like on Saturday night, like, yeah, but there's something that feels different with this five stroke lead where the long term PGA Tour statistics probably shouldn't be as uh, relevant, correct? Uh, yeah, I, I, the question that I posed to Justin Ray, because he said that 76% of five-stroke or more players on the PGA Tour convert that victory. Uh, and then other people were asking, well, what if it's a top 25 player in the world? I wanted to know whether it was a complete meltdown from the guys who didn't win, whether they gave it all up, or it was some combination of a super chaser from one of the, like the five guys right behind him in combination with just a very mediocre round. And it, it was tough to parse through what he actually said. So, I don't know. It's just, this is the right type of course for something like that to happen, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It can happen. It can happen quickly. You could feel like you're catching water. The weird thing is, I mean, Berger clearly bailed out by some chips, Pat. The hole that got him, that changed everything. The easiest hole on the course. Everyone that ended up sniffing Berger, it's essentially a three-shot swing when he double bogeys the third hole. Not a water hole, not a bear trap hole, not a gator trap hole, um, right? So that just changed everything. That was a three-shot field on everybody who ended up trying to chase him in the end. One hole, three shots. Are you surprised? I mean, we haven't even mentioned, I mean, we did mention Straka. So shout out to Pat Perry from the Tour Junkies, 140 to 1 winner. Skylar Hoke, Mayo Media Network's own. Skylar Hoke, who's going to be back on Monday evening with Tom Jacobs to break down the magical Kenya Open on the DP World Tour, but they end up hitting it. I had him as first round leader. That's all I invested. I feel like such a goober. That, and it's funny because his first round, like he was off to a nice start. He played crappy to end that round, and I think he had the best round on Friday. Just It's a kick in the nuts when 
something like that happens where you're on a guy, but not in the right way. You liked his prospects, but I mean, did anyone think that when we looked at that leaderboard on Sunday morning that it was Straka who was going to close? Certainly not. And there were even, I guess they were even peaking his live number throughout it, you know, that he was not going to do it. He was, as the stats show, exceptional, exceptional off the tee. And that continues to show uh, just how important that is at the Honda Classic. And, you know, when it became crunch time, Pat, he was nails from 14 on. I think he was three under par. He hits that 10-footer on 14 with Lowry watching him in the fairway. He hits the one from, from the fringe, but as the announcers, you know, one of the smart moments for the announcers, we saw everyone putting from on the green or the other side of the hole that it was such a harder putt, but even him starting two feet on the fringe, it was the best putt to have. He had it. He made it. He gets to hit his drive before the rain and gets to absolutely smoke show it, but hey, the way he was driving the ball, he probably smoke shows it in standard. I mean, in the bad conditions anyway, you feel a little bad for Lowry. Lowry didn't make a bogey. If I had money on Lowry, like a small, small part of me, I don't know that I would have said it if I was Lowry like he did, but a small, small part of me does feel like it is golf. You know, things can happen, but the competitive integrity, like when the tournament was, was played under 71 holes in one exact way essentially the exact same conditions for everybody and they're left out there at the end but sep could have blasted or, or screwed up his approach at the same time in those rains I, I don't know what what to say so um you know that's just th them breaks i guess but on some level like i can see where lowry's coming from i don't know that i would have voiced it but hey, you're passionate. You got microphones in front of you in the moment. He is probably hot as a pistol. And I can tell you, for two hours, he probably thought it was a Ryder Cup match, him versus Berger, on a European-style uh, golf course. And it was right up his alley. And then boom came the SEP wagon. I didn't take his comments, apparently, in the way that every single... Maybe I just misread them, like, when... Because when, I always saw the transcript of it. But the way that he kind of laid it out was... I, it, it more felt like he said, I should have won this tournament. This was mine to win. And it didn't seem like he was blaming the the rain that just popped up out of nowhere on the 72nd hole was the excuse. It's just that Sepp played better than him. He didn't expect anyone to come catch him, is what it felt like, that he did what he thought he had to do to win. It was his to win. He outplayed Berger in every way possible. It didn't even really consider that someone else was going to beat him. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I said, is he probably turned it into this one-on-one -on -one Ryder Cup situation that clearly favored him. And um, yeah, you know, he was being conservative, not hyper aggressive. He had a horrible, he has a horrible bear trap record to begin with. So I'm sure he had his own demons that he thought he had conquered in the sense by parring through it um, and being absolutely just fine. And, and yeah, the wagon, the wagon came, as we said, set from 14 on made three birdies and it was um, yeah, pretty pretty effortless he was stuck in the pins all day on saturday also he was out there with hodges i believe nonetheless i don't know an event that you know these internationals always seem to find their way through in the end burger it's gonna be a tough one man i'm a burger fan i'm a backer uh part of me is happy well 
you know, when you don't have the guy and you're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to bet him at good, you know, 40 to one in full fields because he just won the freaking Honda. That's going to suck. So maybe we'll get those again. But all like super cocky on a scale of like cocky ranked players in the world. He's probably, you know, T4, uh, maybe even T3. So this will be a hard one probably to swallow. But it's it's being so cocky that gets these guys through it. There's no teammate. No one else can come out there and hit a putt for you or hit a shot. It's you and your caddy, and you're on an island. And if you don't have all the self-confidence in the world that you're just the effing man, um, you know, it's it's a hard sport to probably play to begin with. So I don't hold any, uh, you know, single sport athletes confidence against them because sometimes it's all it's all they have in, in tough moments i don't know if i really want to go down the cocky route with daniel berger the guy who didn't make a single putt from outside two feet all sunday uh having his caddy line up each one of his putts maybe not the best idea apparently the guy doesn't have a good read on anything like until he shakes this because he had putted pretty well like it wasn't lighting it up on the greens for the first few days but he had been really struggling with his putter coming into the honda classic and then on sunday it rears its ugly head again like he's someone who i envisioned to be a really good putter and the stats do bear that out over the past like two and a half years i don't know what's going on with him right now it's maybe it's the cockiness is like a false bravado for everything else that's not on the green but we get to closing time like i'm eyeing burger for the players i think it's a great spot for him any course that has a bunch of water daniel burger all of a sudden just pops up at the top of the leaderboard we see it at southwind we've seen it here a bunch of times why not sawgrass in a few weeks i mean it's not like he's not playing well he just had a very very poor (laughs) sunday where he kept finding the water over and over and couldn't make a putt but until he solves these putting problems it's gonna be a real problem for him a lot of water in memphis too right or some clutch water that's south wind yeah all right um yeah no you're not wrong and maybe that is a bravado that he brings and his scrambling i think was nearly perfect going into sunday and he held up from the bunker he held out from behind the green to keep giving him life he had only made two bogeys i believe pat before um before sunday so he was doing absolutely everything right. While our guy, Louie, he's still in most birdies in the week and, you know, just couldn't avoid others and, and lots of bogeys. Yeah, that's crappy. The funny thing about Sepp, and now we've seen this a bunch of times th- so far in 2022, you had List end up with the victory. We had Hoagie end up with a victory. Now Seb Straka, like these are all the guys that we were betting like a year and a half ago at 200 to one. And just, I mean, we, I ended up hitting list. You ended up hitting Hoagie, but it just seems like all of our favorites, like long shot type guys are coming through now. It's, it's nice to see. Although I was only there for one of them, even Neiman. Hell, we bet Neiman like, and we bet him at the Greenbrier. He won. Then we just kept betting him at all these like strong field events. And then I got off, you kept on and boom, you end up hitting him. I, maybe, I guess the thing is maybe just pick your like five guys and bet them every week. Yeah, I wouldn't really argue against riding your guys one bit. I get into the habit of that sometimes too much. But I'm also just sometimes a sucker for on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, having such belief in the top of the betting board that hasn't really come in this year, Pat. Party feels like uh, there was a year a few years ago that started like this, and then they just roared everything. So we'll see. But I'm happy I got a couple nibbles, and it hasn't happened uh, and it hasn't happened yet. So, hey, on to the next. Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by MasterCard, from Bay Hill. 
we're looking at a course that we're plenty familiar with over the years. It's over 7,400 yards. We're back to a par 72. There's a ton of water at this course, obviously, but the water is not as detrimental as we've seen at the Honda Classic or even next week at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, it's a huge purse. It's an invitational field of only 120 players. We'll see who replaces Bryson because right before we came on air to record, defending champion Bryson DeChambeau, you asked me earlier about his injury. Apparently it's not good because he is no longer playing in this tournament so that had a huge shuffle at the top of the odds boards no matter where you're betting if you got in early on some of the names that were behind Bryson on the betting board you're probably going to get a better number than what we're seeing right now at the moment I, are, is there a type of player that you like at this course because I mean when you go back and look at the history of Bay Hill it's it's one of the Tiger courses where he won seven eight nine times whatever the hell it was he he won as recently as 2013 at this course but Jason Day and Leishman over the past six years have both won this event and they've won at Torrey Pines would that be the one that you would look at the strongest uh probably just long irons long irons guys that hit their long irons very well are players I would want to invest in here. And over the past few years, it seems like they've made it a harder event uh, event than, than usual, Pat, with a lot of like runoffs into hazards. We've seen that just, you know, eat guys up on Sundays. A lot of players, Mark Leishman specifically, um, I feel like this might've used to be closer to the Masters, but guys used to really like this as a tune-up to the Masters. They say there's few places that I actually do um, um, get the greens, like from a greens specific perspective, uh, you know, apparently there's a lot of comparisons there. It takes your total game though, you know, and you've got to be able to, to get scorching uh, and what you're good at and, and play level at what you're bad at and you should be just fine, but it's just guys that hit long irons. And maybe I think I'm going to get sucked into the cool young kids this week. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, we get sucked into the cool young kids almost every single week with this. But you kind of hit on it. There are most approaches from beyond 200 yards, I think, of any regular course on the PGA Tour. So you have to be pretty dialed in with those. And you have the four par fives to deal with. And each of the par threes, all four of them are over 200 yards as well. That leads to why you need to be able to hit a you know five iron, depending on its if it's into the wind or not. It's tough to glean too much from past years, though, not knowing how this is going to play out. Because we hit Hatton here two years ago, but on the weekend, rounds three and four at Bay Hill, Matthew Fitzpatrick was the only player to break 70 that year. So I wouldn't really throw too much into that. He won at minus four. Like last year, when Bryson won, the field was a bit weaker because of a placement on the schedule. It fell right in between Riviera and Concession, then it was Bay Hill, then it was the players. So a lot of guys took a pass on this. This year, they're all kind of back, back in the regular routine that we've seen with Bay Hill's placement on the schedule. So the field should be a little bit stronger. I would imagine that this year more or less resembles what we saw the year that Rory won and the year that Molinari won when they staged those like epic Sunday comebacks because that can happen here. You get hot on these greens and you hit it on the greens. Although they're Bermuda and they're bent grass greens at Augusta National, these are going to fucking fly. They are some of the fastest greens on the PGA Tour. It's the Matthew Fitzpatrick specialty, right? The firm and fast. It's so funny to think. I think I bet Fitzpatrick at 40 to one to win goddamn Pebble Beach. <laughs> but this is his this is his sweet spot. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a few minutes. DraftKings setting him up to get cyber bullied <laughs> this week in some respects, Pat. But um, yeah, it, it's a heater here. And closing on a Sunday is a bitch. I mean, 
Yes, your Ian Poulters like can put five balls in the water as a leader on a Sunday, but even your Rory's and your your great players, like you get got here on Sunday. You can expect it. If someone's got a lead like Berger last week, not to say it's going to happen, but it feels far more probable at a place like this than than other. Because like you said, the runoffs and if you you get offline a bit, you could be in big trouble. They, I swear they've gotten cocky with their rough there. Like they really like what they've, what they've done over there the past few years. Like yeah. it's, it's, if you miss the fairway, you can be in not essentially just like it's missed the fairway or hazard, but it's, it, there can be some penal areas or, or some for sure layups that you're just not going to take on. A hundred percent. And we'll see that on 18 too. that right rough right before the water with that devastating Sunday pin all tucked away on the right-hand side. Uh, That's going to be a tough shot for a lot of guys. I remember Hatton was able to navigate that really well over the weekend. He was just, it's funny, the way that Hatton played the year that he won, he just played defensive golf the entire weekend. Him and Leishman kind of did the same thing. Then you had a couple guys end up creeping up, like Bryson crept up uh, in that difficult year. Danny Lee ended up creeping up. Fitzpatrick, Bezayden Hout, they were all just kind of around that lead where Par golf was good golf, and I don't think that's going to be the case. So you're going to need to be able to score, especially on the par fives, and tread water on the par threes this week. But let's jump into it. The favorites at DraftKings Sportsbook this week. John Rahm, the number one player in the world, is in the field, 7.5 to 1. And again, this is with the Bryson DeChambeau WD. So these odds were better. He withdrew, and then everyone got kind of compressed at the top of the board. So Rahm, 7.5, Rory, 10, Scheffler, 16, Hovland, 18, Fitzpatrick, 20, Fitzpatrick, 20. He's 30 in a lot of other places, by the way. Sungjae, 22. Hatton, 28. Leishman, 28. Hideki, 28. Will Zalatoris, also 28 to 1. You can find some better numbers on some of those guys at other places. But Jeff, did you know what today is? This Monday is the final day that you can vote in the Custy Awards. Did you know that? Are you scared you're going to lose? I got bigger fish to fry. But no, I don't know. I just hope that there's uh, people just... You know, they vote for 10 categories and nine of them are about how insane Tim is. So well, one, of the, one of them is about how insane you are with your biggest rivals. And that is my favorite moment of the year. I can't wait to debate that category. I look forward to it. You so, give me all the time in the world to air out or explain my grievances. And it works out for your humor. But nonetheless, um, I don't know. Tim's been doing a lot of weird stuff lately. You know, I so... You know, it seems like his campaign's running on fumes. I just hope sanity prevails, I guess. We'll, we'll see. Well, or or if insanity prevails is probably what you're looking for if you want to vote for the craziest person. But if you hit the description of the Potter vid right now, you can find the link to vote in the custies. And voting ends midnight Eastern time, probably, on it'll, Monday. <laughs> it'll probably be most annoying for you and, like, your friends if he wins like the people that actually know him yeah it will be it'll be far more he'll devastating use every, my personal life. like every time he does something that you guys want to call him out for he'll be like oh, you see i'm not even the most insane and then you'll be like okay man you beat feinberg congratulations what you're still doing is crazy and he'll still be like no see, i'm not the most insane <laughs> like it's gonna get really it's gonna get real tiresome quickly um but if i truly earn the award then give it to me if I truly earned it, then give it to me. That's all I can say. But I don't, I don't think I, I did. I don't think I went above and beyond to get it. 
And if you feel in the future I'm capable, but it's still Tim's, then, you know, the bid ain't going anywhere either. We'll be back next year for Custy's, uh, you know, 2022, 2023. I'll, I'll even throw Paul Casey at 35 to one and Adam Scott in at 35 to one, along with these favorites. So we go from zero to 40 as we talk about this. I've made two bets in this range. I bet Zalatoris at 33, and I, I, I'm with you on this one. Adam Scott, especially coming off an Andrew curse, Woo! played some of his best golf in like two years at the Genesis and Neiman was just that much better. Morikawa was that much better. Young was that much better. But if he plays the same way at Riviera here as he did at Riviera, he's probably going to win. So 35 to one seems, I don't want to say it's a gift. It's properly priced, but for the way that he's playing his Florida history, he's won the Honda classic. He's won the players championship. He, he won it to uh, This is the one that he needs to get. And when I went and looked at the putting splits on really fast screens, Adam Scott's been putting well, and he puts even better the faster you tune up these greens. So I like him a lot here. So I absolutely love Adam Scott, and I'm happy you pushed it back to those two guys because as you were mentioning, guys that have had great runs here or form here, I mean, Paul Casey has a fantastic track record here that looks like his major resumes, <laughs> right? Just a lot of um, fantastic finishes, and I didn't bet him last time he played, but it was really... Riviera and it seemed like he held himself adequately so based on his past history I'm not shocked at that line I've been talking about Adam Scott since Christmas since Christmas that of all like the vets of the game like the one guy it's going to give it to us that I had the most confidence in for a rebirth a recharge one last like I'm going to fully dedicate myself as these kids come here to overwhelm us now, part of that could have been taking some Saudi money had things not gone to the complete shits. Uh, but we'll work with, we'll go my narrative instead. So yeah, I love the way Scott's playing. I had bet him at waste management. I didn't bet him for the outright because he was custed at Riviera and we dodged that, but he played great. Y'all know I got my master's ticket. So let's get her going. I got no issues with Scott once we cross 30 or 35. For me though, uh, I can't ignore Victor Hovland, Pat. 18 to one, um, Victor Hovland. It's, it's for many of the reasons I still might bet Will Zalatoris, just the way Zalatoris play Tory Pines makes me feel like just bet him, just bet him outright bet. Just try to be cocky and call it. We'll try to be cockier and call the mainland Hovland victory. She'll just be ball striking perfection. Um, so those are the guys that I am most looking at. And, and uh, Hideki as well, 20, is that 28 to one on the, you just posted? Yeah. 28 to one on yeah, Hideki. That's a real handsome number. I mean, let's go to Phoenix total birdies. He had to be much like Louie did for us last week. And in, in uh, at the Honda, I don't know the exact number. I know Louie led the field, well, at least maybe to the last hour of coverage, he was leading the field in birdies, but I assume Hideki was right near the top in total birdies at Phoenix. And a guy is great and as consistent as that, like the case I want to make for talking about Louie for the players. And maybe at the end of the show, we can talk about because DraftKings has some players numbers, Pat. Um, uh, but I, I look at those guys. When I see total birdie numbers like that, I know the fix is like the smallest thing. And it's not like the fix just gets rid of the bad. Like we have the birdies but there's something blocking us and, and we'll get through that. So Hideki at 25 also pretty 
enticing. You know, maybe people want us to talk about Rom and Rory, but I just, I don't think I, I'm betting them. If they win, I, uh, my answer to that, it would be, it's about time, I guess. But Victor Hovland is where I would really like to potentially start this sucker. 18. Do you think that Hovland is a better bet than Scheffler? I don't know. I, oh, they're both so good. Scheffler's such a perfect player for this course. What course isn't Scheffler a perfect player for? Jeez. Um, no. And it's so hard to split them. And maybe they'd be a tie for me. Um, you know, Scheffler's tough because I saw this morning he was 16, Victor was 18, and there were some early nicer Rory numbers, which I, I didn't think I was ever going to bet, and I didn't. I was like, well, who's going to bet Scheffler when you could just like bump a little that way or go up a little that way? But Scheffler's such a perfect pick. There's no there's no getting to his T5s now, eh, Patrick? No, no. no <laughs> now, now that he broke through and got the win, um, probably not going to be playing the top fives or even a top eight if I found a place where I can start playing some top eight each way. So that'll be pretty juicy stuff. But I just... Hideki has a lot of interest for me. What I went into the week, and like when I did my research show, you can check that out up on the network right now. Uh, sub to the channel, get your notifications, everything like that. But like Hatton and Fitzpatrick do do it for me at this course. Like this DraftKings number on Fitzpatrick is ludicrous and does not jibe with anything else I've seen on the market. Like 30 to 1 is the number that I'm seeing on Fitzpatrick, not the 20 to 1. So I would expect if you're primarily betting at DraftKings Sportsbook and you want to bet Matthew Fitzpatrick, just, you know, wait five hours and all of a sudden that's going to be 30 or 28 or whatever it might be hatton unfortunately jeffrey is ender curse this week and that's not good for my good good friend tyrell tyrell's been very good to us no uh, he certainly has been very very good to us um i've drafted him in, in the league we did he hasn't even played yet so it'll be nice to see him get that going i guess his first mainland start what were his international results he was he was up near the top at a couple of uh of events he made jokes he had a dry january so he's getting back into things and when you're a guy like hatton and you have dry january it probably you know things just feel out of kilter so he's working through it and i think he's in a great spot to go to an ultimate hatton comfort course but he's custed i don't know maybe i'll dfs him i'm not there with the outright victory although in some supplementary ways of of um, fantasy golf, it wouldn't be the worst thing for me. But no, I'd like to win big money. So with Hatton, he was T8, T4, and T26 in three starts over in the Middle East. So he's fine. Uh, he was in contention in two of those. The other one was just yeah, kind of great. a. The other one was Saudi, and he was just like, "Hey, sh he I was struggling before that, though, right? Like he was in a bit of a funk, even self-admitted. Like, um, like he had a weird year. Like he didn't win, but he was really sort of down on himself. So that's a great start." For the season for him those finishes that you that you mentioned and Fitzpatrick Pat I don't know if there's like the a metric and I feel like anytime it's at a Fitzpatrick place I always just sort of be like can I get this exact Fitzpatrick metric but every single time on the PGA tour like when it's come to Sunday and he's been in it the things that he does best have abandoned him and it's weird to see. Um, and I, I like the guy. I got nothing against him. I don't know that I'm going to be there at 30 to 1. He's certainly not a player I root against at all. Um, but every time, I don't know. He's been in contention in some nice spots, be it here. And I even want to say 
in may in a major or two i could just be making that up but i do feel like where his game has abandoned him and in, in when he's needed it the most on north on the pga tour were you surprised to see leishman's number this high what was it 28 like i i would not yeah, like if ooh. i if i if i was the one who was capping it like yeah, he's at twenty eight. Like I would have Hatton, and I know he's won here, and he's playing really well coming in. Like if you look at his approach numbers, his ball striking numbers, they're exceptionally good, especially for Leishman. He's kind of getting yeah. back to where he needs to be. But even like Sungjae so feels like a forgotten man here. He's priced at twenty two. He's twenty eight in some other spots. I've seen a thirty out there on him. That might like. And the thing is, I'm already in on Zalatoris and Scott. I think those are the best numbers. Obviously, they are because they're the lowest of all of these guys. But I think that all of these guys could just be in one giant cluster. You could price them any way you want, and no one's really going to have that much of an argument against you. But I thought we'd get a much better Sungjae number considering he was kind of crappy at Honda. Okay, a couple things there to digest. Yeah, Leishman, obviously, who doesn't like the guy? But bye, 30 to 1, you're out of here. Cash them at like 90 to one here. It might have even been 100 to one. I, I tell you, it wasn't lower than 80. And then when he wanted Tory Pines, nice numbers. This is a number where I'm just not betting you around those other guys. Like, that's it. That's it. So I can't bet um, Leishman at all. And Sungjae, the one thing about the Honda Classic, Pat, and I think we talk about it for years. As a golf better, you've got to find reasons to bet a guy. You got to talk yourself into a bet or talk yourself out of a bet. One thing I know is true. I don't give a shit what a player I like did at the Honda Classic if it was bad. I can talk myself out of I don't care. That's like a total free pass. Gets it's gets wild there. You got got. You know, the same way the ice got me. Like you got got. Like it just and they deserve probably a more free pass than I do. I'm just an idiot. But um yeah, so I totally like Sungjae. It's still Florida, it's Bermuda. He's had some fantastic, uh, you know, just results all over these parts. And early in the season in California, it was such a great sign to see. I'm shocked by how he played last week. So Sungjae at 30, he is right up in a mix of guys that I will be debating to bet. No doubt about it. Love that. Uh, I, I'm not opposed to putting someone else on this card from the 20s, whether it be a Hideki, whether it be... It's not going to be Leishman. So Hideki, Sungjae, like one of these guys, especially if it ends up becoming someone unpopular. I, I don't want to bet Hatton because he's Andercursed, and we all know how that turns out as Tim hasn't hit a winning, hasn't picked a winner since 2018, almost to the day, because it was Rory at the Players' Championship who he picked in 2018. So, you know, then maybe Cus will luck into one here, because I really do love Hatton. I want to bet Hatton. I have Hatton money at this venue to give away back to the book, so I really want to, but... Hideki and Sungjae, I think, is where it's going to come. This feels really disrespectful to Hideki, by the way. The guy has won three times in the past year, has already won on the PGA Tour, and like you mentioned, like, he's played well at this course over the years. He's played well here, and again, I'd like to go look at it, but he played really... When did he finish at the Waste Management? Seventh? Yeah, so like outside of winning, he played really well. He made so many birdies. He just made too many numbers. And the one thing you're pretty confident is Hideki, like how clean of a fix it is to eliminate the, the bat for a guy like that. So it, it does seem like the most fair number for Hideki. Well, a lot of us are just oh, drooling over kitties. Hideki just turned 30, Pat. He's a man. Oh, boy. That, uh, that's going to be the clip, I think. 
Oh, I can't help it. Who doesn't love these guys? Willie Zizzle, Sal, uh, Hovland, Scheffler. They're everywhere. Sungjae. Sungjae. But yeah, Hideki seems like the most fair, the one with the absolute highest end, um, you know, proven win equity. Morikawa is not playing. 25 to 1. There were some earlier numbers that were bigger. So maybe some of them are still around in the market. Looking, but yeah, I don't know who oh. watches go. I, I, all these young, they're all amazing. They're all amazing. I think it was bear so, up. I don't know. And they're fun to bet on. And Hideki's not as fun to bet on. You don't get to call Hideki's first win like you can call Zalatoris as Pat. It's true. Although, when you go and look at the key metrics that you want to go look at, like Zalatoris, I believe, was 10th in his debut a year ago at this course, much like it was at Torrey Pines. Those deep irons are awesome. It's just it all, It's all going to come down to putting with Zalatoris. I went and looked at it. He's lost strokes putting and over at least a stroke in each of his past six starts. But in the three times that he has gained strokes in the past, like, year, uh, going because that's really all it is, he's gained an average of three and a half. So, And they've all been on Bermuda, so at least... We know that if he does putt well a little bit, he tends to gain a bunch. So if the rest of his game just kind of come along with it, I think he should be in good shape. And I'm kind of glad, not that I'm glad that he lost. Uh, Fortunately, I had him and Liss, so I won money either way. But going through the rigors of being at Torrey Pines, grinding out that lead into Sunday, getting to the playoff and losing. Like, sometimes you need to take a few lumps before you can win. It feels like he's got that now. We usually talk about that with players in respect to majors, where it's really tough for a first-time guy holding the lead on a Sunday to, to keep it together. Uh, and it's, it, people have to go through it a few times. Maybe it's one time. Maybe it's five times before they can really break through and show the stones in order to hang on. Other guys like Spieth are just immune to it. And they just win. But Although, even look at Spieth. Spieth went in the water with a major. He made it crazy in, in England with versus Kuchar with a major. Like, you know, it always gets crazy. It's ne- They never let it be stress-free. Matt Jones got it stress-free. Yeah, there's, there's very few people who get it stress-free, but Matt Jones was one of those guys. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security. You may as well just give away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. So that's your computers, your tablets, your phone, even devices like Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash mayo and use promotional code mayo, that's M-A-Y-O, and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish, I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H 
com slash mayo. Anyway, let's move on to the mid-tier, the 40 to 100 range. I don't have anyone from in here. I got some names circled, but I wanted to wait on some of these numbers to material a little bit. But you got like Henley at 40 to 1. I guess everyone, if you played at Georgia, like you're, they're cutting your odds in half essentially this week. I don't know what the hell Henley is doing up here among some of these other names, but it, there, it does feel like a substantial drop-off once you get to this number because it's Henley at 40, Homa at 45, Keith Mitchell at 45. He's had a really nice track record here and even Kind of saved his week. Ended up with a top 10 at Honda Classic as well. Kokrak in Sergio, Bezadenhout, Fleetwood, Mav, Burns, all at 50 to 1. Billy Ho at 55 to 1. Then you got your Seamus Powers, Justin Rose, Cameron Tringali, our guy Gary Woodland, former winner Jason Day, the Gucci man coming off fucking everyone at the, what was it, Genesis? Not us, but, you know, everyone else. Chris Kirk at 70. He's had some nice run at this tournament over the years. Nah, List, Connors. Connors had a great run. He was tied for third here a year ago. Cameron Young just continues to be great, and this seems like a perfect course for him. He's at 80-1. to Lonto has been playing some really good golf. He's at 75-1. to So it's really a mixed tier, depending on how you feel about these guys. But the short list that I had, and obviously I'm not going to get to them all, but the number that hops out to me, Sam Burns is back to being 50-1 to all of a sudden. Took two, two tournaments. He goes from 8 18 to 1, the 50 to 1. Now we're back in Florida. Nothing points to him playing well here other than like looking at it long term, but this just feels like a good number. Yeah, no, of course. You sort of ride those waves. And as someone that does it week in, week out, uh, like a lot of us who are watching the show, you especially, you and I, especially Pat, like we can recall just how recently in, in, the, in an exact same field he was, you know, half the number and you just you believe in the guys you have trust in them um you know you're, you're outright bets that just clicks ceiling week sam burns 50 to 1 i didn't run to bet it but it definitely caught my eye quickly um this morning pat a lot for me here although i have made um a bet although the number seems like it's higher at DraftKings. who is um, it let me guess a few guys I'd tommy love. fleetwood no, well, we'll talk about that. Do we? Tommy, no, 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 hold on. We don't. We, we, we don't. We don't need to talk about Tom, We don't need to talk about Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I'm going to get a seventy before the week's over. Those Great. Fifties are going to turn to seventies. Well, I mean, if the, if the fifties turn into five hundreds, maybe. Sure, can't wait. I hope they do. Um, Bezadenho. I don't. I, for all the love of of some other players, he's like a poor man's version. We want to get off that wagon. Uh you know, I don't mind him. Woodland, another one I don't mind that I'll be looking at. Connors was third here last year. Tempted in some respects. Talking long irons, it's Mav McNeely. But do I want trust Mav McNeely in Florida? Can he do Florida? Is that like a thing that we even know is possible? Probably not. Uh, a player that I have bet, though, I bet it at 90, but it appears that it's 100 to 1 at DraftKings, Pat. Uh, so I'll just say it. EVR. Just been striping it. I know. I know. I'll find hazards, but if I don't, the ball striking. It's a guy, sort of a poor, poor version of of what I like this week. What do we? What did we learn about EVR and courses that have water on them, Jeff? Um, he's got a mustache now. He does. He, he's just like uh, when Will pretended to be the teacher, and just you walk up to him, you're like, hey. 
It's a fake mustache. He's like, no, it's not. That's EVR right now. He's going to have the, at least he'll be very comfortable getting in the water because he wears those like joggers that are like ankle height. So maybe he won't get his feet all wet. He doesn't need to roll them up too much. But I remember this from the 3M. Just he has like a magnet for the middle of the water off the tee. I don't hate it. I mean, it's 100 to 1. I don't hate it. But Burns it. And, and burns, I just, to, so I oh. to say the DraftKings number, like it, there's like 66 at some places. So crazy, you know? So I'm just giving that shout out. But yeah, Burns. You can keep spelling on that because it does seem like from where we were three weeks ago, like this is a lick your lips, get back on the get back on the boat sort of thing. So the ones that caught my eye, the four guys, Homa at 45, Kokrak at 50, Burns at 50. And weirdly, when you go look at his numbers, Billy Horschel was really good last week, but he couldn't chip or putt. Not really the trademarks of Billy Ho. You, you always think about him doing it in the opposite way. But he's been so good in every single facet of golf so far in 2022. He just hasn't put it together in the same week. It's a lot like Sungjae, how we always talked about Sungjae. It's like, oh, well, when you look at you know all the four categories of strokes gained, he was really good in three of them and a disaster in one of them. And then the one week he put it together, he ended up winning. And now he's won a bunch of times since then. It feels like Billy Ho is right around there. We know he still likes Florida golf. He still ended up outside of Friday. He played really respectable at the Honda Classic. And this driving all of a sudden is really good. And you don't need to be a bomber at this course. I think when you see Rory with a victory and you see Bryson with a victory, just you immediately go to, oh, well, if you hit the ball a million yards, then obviously you have a much better chance of winning here. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Like Molinari has a win. Hatton has a win. Leishman has a win. Billy Ho hits it far enough. But if he's still gaining strokes off the tee like he is and playing from the fairway, which you want to be doing, like you mentioned, with the rough and the water at Bay Hill. I mean, I could probably find a better number than 55, but he's got a lot of interest for me. I think that he's significantly better. Significantly is probably too much of a statement here, but versus your Tringales, Gooches, Kirks, like Billy Ho's a level better than those guys. And the numbers don't reflect that. Yeah, I can't stand them, but you make a good case. And honestly, I had no interest in betting him at all until you laid out those the the Leishman, Hatton, Molinari, like he profiles very, very well with that group, which historically do very well here. So that's the case, I guess. Now, if someone asked me to make one for that, is he profiles with all, you know, I love being at places we've been at so many times. Uh, we get a feel for him, both winning score and profile of players. You could argue those two things go hand in hand, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not there with Billy. I like everyone else you mentioned more. Kokrak's ability to be so fantastic off the tee um, is interesting for me. And Sam Burns. Uh, so of that group, those would probably be the ones. You don't like Homa that like. all that much? I, I I like Homa a lot. Homa, he's, I find myself always cheering for him, even without a bet. Whatever he's done online, he's made himself a, a very endearing personality he got himself another sponsor so good for him um yeah i don't mind him it's outright betting he brings that whole like old school siwoo boomer bust vibe to it um you know i actually had someone asking me last night about homa and the masters and i always say to that i don't know he won riviera he won quail hollow so <laughs> just on that alone like kind of makes sense and seems like he'll be able to handle himself around these greens as well 
Kokrak loves this place. Can't really putt at this place, although he's a much better putter than he used to be throughout the course of his career. 8th, 18th, 10th the last three years. Miscut. 56th, 20th, 6th, and 4th. That's in like 2014 before he was any good. So, again, it's an intriguing number. And it's an outright bet. Instead of playing each ways on these, instead of playing each way on Kokrak at like 50 or 55 or on Horschel at 50 or 55, I might say, fuck the each way this week and just bet both those guys and get rid of my top five equity. Because I don't want to go to Woodland. I, I like Woodland. I still think that Woodland is going to, I mean, win is, you know, that's always tough to tell. It might be at Craig's Ranch here coming up in middle of May or something like that. I like where his game is at, but it, feel, it feels like after looking at his numbers last week, he putted a bit too well for Gary Woodland that I just don't think it's sustainable for him. And I always like him at shorter courses versus longer courses. Yeah, I can see that where he's got to, every time he's got to sort of dial it up a bit, he seems to get himself in a little trouble, find the landmines, It'll be an eclectic scorecard for Woodland. That is that I'm certain of because he's also very, when he's dialed in, like he can rein in those long irons, like the best of them too. Long shots, hundred to one and beyond for this week. The only one that I have bet on is our guy. He played really well last week and couldn't make a putt to save his life. Minus 4.4 strokes lost putting for Danny Willett at the Honda classic 250 to one. You probably need to have one of those like, Super windy, difficult weeks for Willett to have a huge chance here, but he drove it well, hit his irons well, make a few putts, Danny, and we're good to go. We, we know we can get the ball up and down from Greenside, but 250 to 1 just seemed really deep for him, considering like the other guys who were like, as much as I love Doug Gim, and I'll probably end up, you know, throwing a FOMO bet on him, he's 250 to 1. Vince Whaley is 250 to 1. Danny Lee, Danny Riley. Like, Willett's a much better player than that. I hope you're right. I'm always here for Will at season 250 to one has signed me up. I don't know. It's easy. You don't have to twist my arm when it comes to Danny Willett. Uh, you said you're betting on our guy. Well, I'm going to bet on our next guy, Patrick. Uh, 130 he- to one over at DraftKings. Thomas Peters, the scoring enemy since, uh, since uh, Riviera. And he let so many people down. I'm not quitting on that wagon. Thomas Peters, 130 to one. Hopefully we get the ball striking show. Yeah, I like Peters. I like Higo from down here too. Those will probably be the three that I end up betting. Uh, it's just as long shot lottery ticket type players. Carlos will- Ortiz? That's a name. Tell me. I don't know. He seems to just, oh, I don't know. I guess we're, sorry. I'm think. I love doing the outright wins, but I guess when I get down here, my mind goes to some different places and then you expand it on it. It's like, well, think he's going to play well i don't know that i actually want to bet him to win the golf tournament but he does seem to be able to get it out there and i don't know taylor moore going from like 60 to 1 to 150 to 1 so i'm probably gonna have a lot of time taylor moore props i think he gets back on that wagon Dude. all the model boys love him so much yeah well the mod the model guys are gonna love munoz this week uh because munoz continues to play really well and rate out really well was awesome at riviera tita green was really good at phoenix tita green so if he can continue to keep that going and bring back that like hot putter that he gets sometimes munoz could be great from the bottom of the board i think we should be give some like legit consideration to t gala maybe t gala is just really good Um, you're not buying it you're not buying say no I, I i agree i think like long range very good 
Cameron Young is what eighty, and Tagal is like two fifty, right? Yeah, well, one fifty, but 150. sure, yeah. You know, I don't know that Cameron Young should be should be double. I'm not here for that sort of breakthrough victory. That's not something I'm looking. Okay, how, how about? That's not something I'm looking. I'll throw this one at you, Matthew Wolf, who was 17 over in two rounds last week. Listen, it's it's outright betting. You bet on Matthew Wolf. You hope you get the ceiling. You accept what the floor is. I mean, that's just part of betting Matthew Wolf. Something I didn't do last week, but you know, the people that did bet him, I kind of hope they recognize that as they were betting him. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was the first place where like Matthew Wallace sort of came onto the North American scene. He he was in that one that Molinari won, and he was like very emotional up against a fence, like after his 18 holes. Um, I think he has his best career result here. He's probably like 250 to one. Wallace has never finished. Cuts with his thumbs attached. Wallace. That's really. Wallace has never finished worse than 25th in three starts at API. Wow. So he's going to be super popular and all in in the DraftKings, And I'm sure you're going to talk about him tomorrow. Maybe I I got, I got DB on the show tomorrow from the tour junkie. So we'll, we'll talk some Matt Wallace, but if anyone goes and looks at his recent form, they're not going to be super in on Matt Wallace, just like preseason hero, Aaron wise. What a breakout year for Aaron wise. He's, he's down to 200 to one. Like there's guys at the bottom of the board that you can probably talk yourself out. And what about this long shot loser? Uh, Patrick Reed, 150 to one, Jeff, you know, (laughs) I didn't look at it that closely, but was he better off the tee last week? Uh, maybe in round one. I, I doubt it in round two. Yeah, 150 to one. Holy shit. When it rains, it goddamn pours. He's there with Ricky. Um, he did gain off the tee last week. He gained 1.1 strokes off the tee last week. The first time he gained off the tee since last year's rocket mortgage at TPC Detroit. That's a span of like yeah, I saw a few of the 11 boys, starts. I saw a few of the boys, you know, just talking about that on the internet. Maybe that's something, a starting point, we'll need to call it, for where Patrick is. I don't know, man. So messed up. Willett, Peters, Higo is where I got right now. Tigala, Wise, these are either top 20 first round leaders or more more than likely DraftKings plays for me if I want to build some like stars and studs and duds lineups or take some guys at the lower $7,000 area. I don't know if I'm going to get to them outright, but um, you know you know who Horschel re- right now reminds me of? The year that I bet on Kisner and Leishman won. Yeah, I had them both. That was great. I'm yeah, sorry I, about I, that. I, did, I didn't. I had Kisner. Thanks. There was a third guy involved in that one. Charlie Hoff. Kisner was up by like four on the back nine, as I recall. Yeah, I, don't know. I feel like Poulter's gagged a few here. Um, rare opportunities to win for no, him. No, I, 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 no, no, hold on. I think that Honda is where Poulter always popped up. This is the one that like Rose and Stenson used to be awesome at every year, but never won. This is, didn't Rose withdraw like in, in the final group here or second to last group here on the weekend last year or something yeah i don't think he was in the final group but he was he was in one of them you I bet think, him i think you had money on him. yeah i did oh i bet him and i speed made the hole in one playing next to him and then justin rose was like yeah i'm out see ya <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah no i hope he's healthy i'd like to see i i cheer for all guys to get healthy and and be fun and and can and um 
compete. Uh, any love for Corey Connors? Third yeah. place here last year behind. Uh, see, I guess that last year's like Bryson beats Westwood by a shot. And it's almost like this great microcosm in a way of like how fun this course can play. And you can be Lee Westwood and go about it how you go about it. And you can go be Bryson DeChambeau and go about it how you go about it. And it took everything from Bryson to beat Lee last year. Yeah, Lee played great, too, until Tim got on his side on, like, the 16th hole, and then he scuffed that chip, and that was the end of old Lee Westwood, and Bryson ends up walking away with it. This is still going to be – I'm disappointed Bryson's not playing. I hope he gets healthy because I want to see him at the players. I want to see him at the Masters. I actually kind of can't wait to bet on Bryson at the Masters because if we don't see him or we only see him once in between, like, now and then, we might get, like, a 50-1 to 1 on Bryson at Augusta. So I said this to somebody this morning, just the sheer 28 to ones that were out there on Bryson at the bell today. I'm like, if he played and was horrible, does that mean he would be 40 to one at the or 35, 40 to one at the players? And then I guess from there playing being horrible, it, it could potentially only go up. I'm not, I'm not sure. I know the book still got like Brooks at like 12 or 14 to one to win the masters. And he looks like he's just, you know, sort of crawling along very nicely, Patrick. And I, you know me, I'm not here to cheer for Brooks or anyone with four majors to win more majors. I like cheering for the guys that don't, but yeah. And obviously they're too smart for that. It's funny. They're hanging the 12 to one on him or the 14 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook to win it at Augusta. But I'm looking at these early players championship odds that they put out. and He's 35 to one. Bryson is still 22 to one at the players. We don't even know. We don't even know if he's playing. So a lot of these lines are pretty stale that they've thrown up at the moment. I would expect um, anyone who's high up on almost anyone outside of a few names. Brooks will probably stay at 35 or maybe 30 or 40 somewhere around that range. All these numbers are going to get better for us, I think. Can I ask you about one though? Sure. What's Louie? Where is Louie? 40? That sounds that right. seems that sounds right. The guy just led the most birdies in Florida on his second start of the year. I might bet that this week. Okay. You're gonna give us 50. Like, I don't know. Do you see it getting bigger? That just seems like the Louie number. I know I, I do agree, like 90% of those odds are gonna be better. Um even by the time you're doing your preview show for the players, I think so many books are going to have odds out as we get to the weekend. Now it's great to see the DraftKings has odds out, but I think we're going to see a lot of books pushing them um, as we're watching the weekend API and they'll probably be drastically different than what you're looking at now. But I don't think that Louie, I think he could be in that 10, 15% of numbers that are the exact same or even worse or, or, worse from a lower perspective i i would say that he ends up at 50 would be my guess uh of where he goes for the players enough people just bet on him and he didn't win and it felt like he had a really bad week at honda despite the fact that you said like the underlying numbers you know i mean his approach was god awful he was like minus five on strokes and approach he kept putting it in the water and making triple bogeys and that's going to come back to bite you at honda as it will at sawgrass at the same time and i think there's just going to be a lot of people who don't want to what a loser he can't win and all of a sudden his number will get pushed here's a number that no one should bet by the way looking at it right now Patrick Reed, 50 to one to win at Sawgrass. <laughs> yeah, see, I get it's not really a futures market because it's so close, but it is wild how they, 
that market will give no love to bad play. A guy shows the slightest life of form, the numbers crash. Doesn't even have to win. Like, I'm sure Berger's numbers crash because they dropped them on Saturday because he was leading this field. But guys playing dreadful, they'll always, they'll never give you the raise. They'll never give you a raise, ever. Goes for the masters more than the players, but all the same bullshit the the only guy whose numbers actually look better at the players like make more sense and the number will probably stick the same unless he wins this week is horschel horschel's 100 to 1 everyone else's number is just way Corey connor's is 50 to 1 according to DraftKings sportsbook to win at the players he's 90 to 1 this week so if you just, need to bet the early players. You really need that. You really need to catch a taste of it. Like you need it bad. You need to be a Roberto Alomar. Yeah, I guess so. So I guess we don't need to do our players segment. That was our players segment. I did throw out to bear off on the weekend that let's get Colin Morikawa to PGA national and watch him win by 20 strokes. That is the perfect course for him. Yeah, I guess it's a, just a scheduling con conflict. I mean, what he did at Congaree last year, you know, he could just dominate through that part of the schedule if he wanted. But I, yeah, but why it, not? But, it, but it's could... not even what he did at concession. It's what what does P what does PGA National emphasize? Good, long, and straight off the tee. You don't need to be the longest hitter, but you need to be straight and fantastic iron play. I mean, that's all you're ever getting from Morikawa. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. He's got to move to Jupiter first. Maybe he already has. Maybe he's got plans. Maybe he's got to just be the next one. But it's funny, for the amount of players that live there, none of them actually like to play it other than Brooks and DB. D, I'm telling you, DB, DB had the yacht ready for a party. Like the captain had instructions for how Sunday night was going to go. Well, they had to scrap those plans, unfortunately, just like a lot of people who were spending their Daniel Berger money on Sunday morning. You can direct all of your vitriol to at Tim Anderson 87 on Twitter, <laughs> who Andrew cursed poor Daniel Berger going into the final round. That, that's just what happened. Also, vote in the Custies. They're down in the description. Check out the panel show that I did with Bronsetter, Kiefer, and Kenny Kim. That one's hilarious. Quick picks for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. All I've got on the card so far, Will Zalatoris, 33 to 1. Adam Scott, 35 to 1. Danny Willett, 250 to 1 with the top five each way. I'm going to wait on some of these numbers, but I see Burns. I got Burns circled at 50 to 1. I might have to jump on that. Billy Ho at 55 to 1. I like that. And the three that we, the other two that we mentioned beyond 100 to 1, Thomas Peters at 130. Garrick Higo at 150 to 1 caught my eye. I do not have the monies down on them yet. I'll have my full card. I mean, we're going to do the live show again on Wednesday. If you have any questions, I'll release my final card there and I'll have it in the newsletter on Wednesday as well. What are you thinking? Uh, so the bets that I have made, Adam Scott at 35, uh, EVR at 90, Thomas Peters at 130. That is what I've made. But what I am circling around in some form or fashion, obviously guys are going to have to get chopped here. But Victor Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris, and Sung JM. I think I'm betting two of them. I think I'm betting two of them to go with Adam, Adam Scott. Yeah. And if I don't bet... Hovland, I might, might just bet the the trifecta. Just push some of those chips in there. <laughs> One and done selections for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. 
Tim has taken Tyrrell Hatton, as we have mentioned. Tim in second place. Uh, neither one of us really had a good week last week. I had Louie. Uh, he made $43,000. Tommy Fleetwood made $0 for you. And Westwood made $27,000 for Tim. So I'm up first. I'll take Adam Scott at this one, making it your pick. I'll take... Have I uh, sung JM? Have you used Sung Jay is the question. You have not used Sung Jay M yet. So Sung Jay is your pick. The rebound week for old Sung Jay. Yeah, as a write-off. I just I'm able to just write off um Honda. I think that's smart. I think that's a very good way of thinking about it. It's just like when you look at players' championship history over the years, like you're gonna see guys with like, oh, they have four top tens the past five years and you know, a plus twenty-two. Wonder what happened that year. Like the year that Casey that just double pounded on 17 and went to the water twice and he was just done. He was like 10 over par. That was it. I think it was like three I years do ago. like I don't I don't know that I'm gonna get to that mid-tier. Like I I just don't. But if I do, I do like your Burns Kokrak suggestions. I'm surprised you didn't sell Bizade and Hote at all today. I prefer his number being longer. Paul said he caught it at a 70 this morning. I'm far more intrigued by that number than I am at the 50 that they're offering right now. Like, if I can get Kokrak, uh, and Bizet now has been great at API in his two starts, top 20 in both those years. But if I can get, like, Horschel at a better number than Bizet like, why am I not betting Billy Horschel? Like, honestly. Not that I love Billy Horschel. He's frustrating as hell to watch, but there's a guy with, you know, a FedEx Cup win, WGC wins, Wentworth win, not, you know, the king of the South Africa Open. I agree. I've got to go. My knee hurts. All right. Well, I'm glad that the surgery went well. Uh, I hope you are feeling better. So you can send your best wishes to Jeffrey at gfeinberg17 on the Twitter machine. We'll be back next Monday with the Players' Championship. We have a full week, probably starting Friday or Saturday for Players' Championship. We're going to be like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll have it all out there for you, depending on when some of this pricing ends up rolling itself out from drafting. So smash the like, give me your winner in the comment section, sub to the channel, rate and review the audio podcast, fantasynational.com slash mayo for 20% off and sub to the newsletter. All right. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.